0: It's time to be about that life, the startup life.
1: Here's your host, Dominic Lawson.
0: All right, startup nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, startup nation, startup nation. When you're trying to pursue your path of entrepreneurship or scale up the corporate ladder, that mindset piece we talk about this all the time. That mindset piece is so important. But what if I told you you can apply sports psychology uh, to your to that mindset and really get the edge on your competition? and beyond which is why we have a fantastic guest uh for you today he was uh the director of mental training for the st louis cardinals uh when the time when he won when they won the world series and he's also the author of give me just a second here Rel- relentless solution focus uh he co-authored that book with dr uh, uh dr ellen reed and my guest today, today's automation is dr jason selk dr selk how are you good sir Doing yeah,
1: great dominic thanks so much for having me and Hello to everyone out there listening.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just hop right into it. So uh, your your book is out today, uh, relentless solution focus. And I just just curious, you know, and I know you've written a few books before. Uh, now, what made you write this book, and why now? Because it seems quite timely, if you might, if you don't mind me saying.
1: You no, know, I think you're right on. That uh, right now, it really seems like our country and probably the world is in desperate need of this. But what really prompted this was I've been fortunate enough for the last 20 years to literally get to work with and coach some of the most mentally tough, successful individuals walking the planet. Right. And I I just, I look for patterns, you know, I, Mm. I try to figure out, okay, what is it about these folks that really separates them from everybody else? And the number one pattern I found with those highly those most successful people is this mindset you're talking about, relentless solution focus.
0: For sure. For sure. And, uh, and like I said, like we, we have many entrepreneurs who you know like they know their craft like the back of their hand you know what i mean and they they really know it and they're experts in their field in their craft but for some reason they can't find themselves uh getting over the hump and which is why i thought you would be a fantastic guest uh for our audience startup nation if you want to know more about uh dr jason silk and his and his work go to enhancedperformance.inc we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast so you know dr silk you You talk about in your book, this 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 mindset of RSF, you know, relentless, no relentless solution, focused mindset. Just kind of dive into that. And what does that really mean?
1: Yeah. and Here's, I think, the important part to realize. I'll give you kind of three pieces that I've learned about their relentless solution, focused mindset. Sure. Number one, it's totally normal, Dominic, to not have it. I hear that. In fact, the brain is biologically built. To focus on the negative or the problems. Mm. It's called PCT. And again, for whatever reason, we're all built this way, but it's totally normal for our brains to zero in on the negative, the problems, the imperfections. All right, that's right. the first thing. Being mentally weak, which is the opposite of RSF, is totally normal. All right, the second point I want people to realize anyone can learn to be mentally tough. Anyone can learn to develop this RSF mindset. It's called neuroplasticity. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, have been told this, but it's not true that if you're hardwired a certain way, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Dominic, it just simply isn't true. We've got all kinds of science for the last 40, 50 years. Again, it's called neuroplasticity. And what we know is RSF can be learned by everyone, And then the third point I want to make in as little as three minutes a day, because it's not a pep talk. You can't change biology with just a pep talk. Just like I can't make my bicep stronger by listening to a pep talk on how to get strong biceps. Right. I can't make my mind stronger by just listening to a pep talk, but anyone can learn it. And the third point is, and it takes less than three minutes a day of training to actually make that RSF mindset become more normal than the current PCT or negative thinking that exists.
0: Right, right. And, you know, thank you so much for saying that, Doctor Silk, so, because you no, know, we we hear this a lot of times, and you know, out in society or social media or whatever, that if you're just if you're just a certain way, then maybe you're just not about this life. You're maybe you're not about like the the changing of a mindset to kind of get over the hump. Uh, and stuff like that. So I really appreciate that. And I think a lot of us in Startup Nation definitely needed to hear that. So thank you, sir.
1: Well, uh, my pleasure. And listen, Dominic, you've got to uh, let's drop the Dr. Selk stuff. Please call me Jason. OK, okay fair enough. Fair this, enough. I try to put some respect on people's of name.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's so nice of you, but I, I prefer the Jason. OK, so fair let me enough. say one other thing, because. Part of the issue, and this is the hardest part, Dominic, is when most people are letting that PCT or that negative mindset take hold, they don't even know it. Mm. And again, it makes perfect sense because we're biologically built that way. Remember, when we're born, our brains are built in a way that it's totally normal to focus on the negative or the problems. So if you're going to actually make a change to the normal thinking, to the negative focus, you have to first have the ability to know when it's happening. Right. Now, I think, you know, in working with people the last 20 years what I've found is we as human beings were actually pretty good at knowing when someone else has gone down that negative road. But self-assessment is very, very difficult. Right. In in fact, they're probably right now listening to this podcast thinking, "Ooh, my wife or my husband or my children need to listen to this." And and the thing about it is, if let's say it was the wife or the husband or the children listening, they might be thinking the same thing about you. So the first step in being able to change that mindset is you have to be able to recognize when the negative thinking has taken hold. Mm. And here's the great thing. We've all been given. It's 100 percent effective. An alarm system. That literally screams at us every time we're going down that negative road. We as we as a society have just not been taught how to recognize what that alarm system is. Mm. Okay, and here's what I want people to know. Human beings do not possess the ability to feel negative emotion unless the mind has focused on problems or negativity. Mm. That's the alarm system. See, I think most of us have this belief, and and some of us are even being taught this, that negative emotion is a curse, and we should do anything in our power to avoid it. Dominic, negative emotion is not a curse. It's actually a gift. It's a gift of recognition that when a human being experiences a negative emotion, what that means is the thoughts have triggered by PCT, a neurotransmitter to flow into the bloodstream so that you feel the negative emotion. Now, Mm. the negative emotion is supposed to serve as an alarm system that says, hey, your thoughts are going in the wrong direction. And then because it's a negative emotion, it's uncomfortable. It's supposed to serve as motivation to change the thinking. But it all starts with the thoughts. See, our thoughts control the way we feel and the way we behave. But remember, First step to developing this RSF mindset, and let me say this, people with the RSF mindset have been proven scientifically to be happier, healthier, and more successful. Here's my favorite statistic about people with RSF. They live up to 14 years longer, Hmm. and they're measurably happier, healthier, and more successful in those years of life. But again, the key is You got to learn to recognize that when you feel negative emotion, that's part of the human being. You're supposed to feel that. But once you feel it, it's supposed to be the alarm that says, "Okay, what's going on in that head of yours? Because that's what you got to go to work on and you got to make an adjustment.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I'm always just fascinated how, you know, neuroscience like that leads into, you know, positive effects for, you know, physically uh, as well. When you talk about living 14 years longer, that just always amazes me. So I appreciate you sharing that.
1: Well, and it's, you know, again, if you understand the biology, it's cortisol. See, Mm -hmm. the neurotransmitters, the brain releases in the bloodstream, those neurotransmitters, they're somewhat like poison. They're toxins. Gotcha. The good news is that the toxins or the poisons, or in this case, the neurotransmitters, they're kind of low doses. But the the thing is, if you consistently do it over extended periods of time, even low doses of poison, they add up and they start to take its toll on the physical biology. And that's where you get people with this RSF mindset. They live so much longer than normal people. And the other thing is, it's not just extending your life in a miserable way. You know, it's it's extending your life in an extremely valuable, positive way. Right. So you know, again, understanding the biology is the key to actually using it to our advantage. And, and again, the good news, step one is you've got to learn how to recognize it. We just talked about that. Anytime right. you feel a negative emotion, I call them kind of the nasty six, but uh, really kind of the big three. Anytime you feel stress, anxiety, depression, but the other, you know, then we're looking at Anger, guilt, uh, any, of those negative, uh, any of those negative emotions, that should serve as the alarm. Once you feel that, then what you want to do in your head is you want to just simply replace the negative thought with the positive. Now, easier right. said than done. Of course. So you have to know how to do it. And it's really kind of the million-dollar question you just simply ask yourself. And if you can do this within 60 seconds of feeling the negative emotion. Your life is going to be so much better. And the reason 60 seconds is an important piece of the puzzle, because that keeps you out in front of those negative neurotransmitters. The more the cortisol gets into the bloodstream, the more it impacts the brain in a negative way. So it actually makes it more difficult. The longer you think about negativity, the harder it is to break free from it.
0: Fair enough. That's
1: why I want to try to do it within 60 seconds, because again, you're staying out in front of your negative biology. But here's the simple question. And I tell people, if you're listening, write this question down. This will change your life. Anytime you experience a negative emotion, simply ask yourself this question. What is one thing I can do differently that could make this better? Mm. And what we're looking for, Dominic, is not two or three things, not five things. Just get one thing. Right. What is one thing I can do differently? Or or you could even say right now, what is one thing I can do right now that could make this better? We're not trying to find perfection here. We're simply trying to just get the thoughts to start focusing on something that's going to move us in a positive direction. Right. Because again, it's, it's really not about solving all the problems in the world. It's just so that you don't get caught up swirling and only thinking about the problem. Starting to put action into the solutions is the solution because, this is the great part, biologically, the second your thinking shifts from the negative or the problem to the solution the brain stops releasing the negative neurotransmitters and it begins releasing new neurotransmitters and these neurotransmitters actually make you feel better they enhance your thinking your your cognitive ability right they make life much much more enjoyable to experience because there's going to be an increased level of happiness health and success with these new neurotransmitters. And again, Dominic, I can't say it enough. It's not about finding perfection or complete resolution to the problems. Right. The biggest issue we have, the real problem people have is we just allow ourselves to think and talk and live in our problems. Instead, learn to just get across that line and start thinking about solutions. And then immediately, biologically, positive things start to happen. You create positive momentum for yourself.
0: For sure. I'm glad you said that, you know, you talked about perfection and startup nation. When you when you when you purchase the book, once again, we have that link there in the show notes for you to purchase the book. You'll see that the book is broken down in three parts, recognize, replace and retrain. And we, you know, we just kind of talked about the recognize, but I actually want to ask you about something uh, in part two, the replace uh, part, you know, if it ain't broke, it's fixing, And particularly chapter six, the plus one concept improvement over perfection. You kind of talked about this a little bit just now, but it's one of those things where a lot of times in entrepreneurship, that starting, that starting piece is so critical because there's so many of us out there who are trying to have all of our ducks in a row before we make that one step, if you would just kind of talk about that improvement over perfection a little bit, if you don't mind, Jason.
1: It, it, yeah. So it a little bit ties into this concept called the entirety perspective. Okay. Now, I'll kind of put it, I'll put it to you this way. Sure. You and I, You know, starting a business, running a business is a little bit like climbing a mountain every day or every week. Mm -hmm. There are thousands of things that need to happen for you to be successful. Right. Okay. so let's compare it to you and I climbing the mountain. Now, we're we're standing at the very base of the mountain and the normal thing to do. I might nudge you and say, Dominic, look at how high that mountain is. Can you believe we got to climb this thing? I can't believe that we're going to have to try to climb this thing. Not to mention it's cold out here. I don't feel like I've got the right shoes on. Right. Man alive. This is going to take it. Now, the whole time we're focusing on the entire mountain and climbing the whole thing, what are we not doing? We're not taking any steps toward actually getting toward the summit or the peak of that mountain. Right. Right. And that's where the plus one comes in, that if you allow yourself, the the normal brain is going to look at that entirety perspective and it's going to become overwhelming. You're going to focus on all the problems. And by doing so, you're no longer focused on what it takes to get to the top. Remember this. This is an important piece that most people don't understand. The human brain can only fully focus on one thing at a time. So if I'm focused on climbing that entire mountain, I can't be focused in the same moment on taking the first single step or the second or the third or the fifth. And that's where we really try to break the thinking down. Again, this is one of those things that can be learned and it reinforces itself because the more energy you put into thinking like this, plus one, any improvement whatsoever, don't worry about perfection. Let's just focus on any improvement. I wrote this in, in my first book, 10 Minute Toughness. It may still be the smartest thing I've ever put down on paper. So when an individual learns to recognize improvement over perfection, progress accelerates dramatically. I hear that. And, and, and again, it boils down to this entirety perspective that if we can quit looking at the huge picture and just break it down, remember, the greatest problem, the biggest problem, if we break it down into small enough chunks, everything can be improved. We could always and this one things I really try to push into the book so that people can get this mindset is there's always a solution. Always. If we break the problem down small enough, for sure. And that's what plus one is all about.
0: Absolutely. And once again, Startup Nation, that book is Relentless Solution Focus. Train your mind to conquer stress, pressure and underperformance. Once again, we have a link in the show notes for easy access. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, I want to ask you something. Uh, you know, and this is kind of related to your time uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, because I remember that 2011 postseason and David Freeze just kind of like went kind of ballistic in the postseason and stuff like that. And <laughs> I know he's always had like potential leading up, but that year was just kind of a breakout year and it really showed in the postseason. I guess I'm curious about like when you're a person who, you know, you got the potential, everybody says you have the potential and you finally hit that potential. Once you hit that potential, it really showcases to the world, whether it be baseball, business, whatever the case may be. What are some things you need to do to sustain it? Because I I imagine it's not just one of those things where as soon as you you get to that point, all right, I'm done. The work is over, right?
1: Well, you know, and I know right now, January, whatever it is today, the 7th, Mm -hmm. you you got a lot of people thinking about this. A lot of people, you know, maybe they had a good year in 2020 business-wise and we socially had a really tough year. Uh, with this virus and all the social unrest we've had. Right. But but you know, honestly, there are a lot of people that financially have done fairly well, whether it was 2020 or just another year that you did well. I'm sure people can relate. and say, okay, how do I repeat the thing? Mm-hmm. Right? And there, there are a couple steps. No, number one, you got to celebrate. You've got to learn to celebrate your success. And, and I know a lot of these business owners out there, a lot of the entrepreneurs out there, they just overlook the reward piece. I know I used to early in my career and and there's a great quote. Here's the quote, that which goes unrewarded eventually exits your life. Mm. All right. So the first step to repeating is you got to reward yourself for a job. Well done. I'm not saying you got to have t-shirts printed up or (laughs) call the band and get a parade organized, but heck at least recognize that you had a great year that you did something well, take yourself out to dinner, buy yourself that new pair of shoes, those new boots you've been looking for. Do something nice for yourself. Right. Okay. Step two, attack. Mm. And and this is the piece I think is, is overlooked a lot with people. And we do talk about this a lot in the book and the retrain piece of the book. You you must attack, not the result, but more the process. And what I mean by that is you want to think to yourself, this, this question is important. You say, okay, I had success. Anytime you have results, great results show up. It could be your love life, your golf game, your business, it doesn't matter. Just learn to ask yourself this question. What's the single most important thing I did to cause that success? You know, if it's your golf game, maybe what you did was you you I don't know, practiced in the basement for 15 minutes. If it's your business, maybe what you did was you made 3 proactive contacts every day. That's your love life. Maybe what you do is you you started taking your spouse out on a date once a week. Mm -hmm. Whatever that one thing is, that's where you have to attack. You know, and again, you get a lot of people, they they have this idea of it works so well, I stopped doing it. And people kind of give themselves permission to, to live like that that you find the things that work, and then over time, you stop doing them. Mentally tough people. They don't they don't look at that as a joke or anything funny. When mentally tough people find those things that work, they dig in, Mm. they stay committed to them. And I'm not saying pile on. Right. I'm not saying if you did three proactive contacts last year, you should do six this year. I'm not saying that at all. But for sure, keep attacking the one thing that caused the most success. All right. So, again, three steps. Number one celebrate number two attack number three forget it Mm. forget about the results gotcha you know and and again once you've celebrated don't worry don't don't judge yourself good or bad on the results judge yourself on the effort you're putting in daily to the process to the most important things Mm -hmm. so again if you're going to say how do you get a person to Repeat success, number one, celebrate, number two, attack, number three, forget it.
0: I heard that. You hear that startup nation celebrate attack and then uh, forget it. Thank you so much uh, for that. Once again, startup nation, we're actually wrapping up with Jason uh, Selk, the author of relentless solution focus, train your mind to F- conquer stress, pressure and underperformance. And once again, if you want to check out everything that uh, uh, Jason and, and, and Ellen uh, have going on, make sure you check out enhanced performance dot uh, per- by enhanced performance inc. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast. I want to kind of shift gears just really quickly before I let you go, uh, Jason, because and I just want to get your take on it because, you know, more and more, you know, when it comes to athletes and just society as a whole, people are being more transparent about their mental health. They 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 let people know what they have going on and uh, what they've been dealing through, you know, dealing, dealing with and stuff like that. And I guess maybe about 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. I, I guess I'm curious, in your opinion, what has changed about how we look at mental health over the, the past couple of years?
1: Well, I think people are realizing that. It's normal. Got gotcha. you. You know, and and again, this is one of the, the great things about my job, and um, you know, I, I think you're aware, but my father passed away on Christmas this year, right? And, and yeah, it was very sad. I was very very close with my dad. He was my family's hero. You know, one of the more influential people in my life. But I, I'm I'm recognizing I'm sad, but I'm not depressed. And somebody said, "How come you're dealing with this?" You know, again, I, I've shed many tears. I'm not trying to. Um, You know, act like I I haven't experienced any real sadness here. Right. But I I can tell there's a difference between the sadness and me moving into a depression. And here, I think, is a big piece. See, I've got this job and I've done this for 20 years where I get all these really successful people, you know, people you see on TV or hear on the radio. and They're coming into my office and we close that door and they know there's strict confidentiality. And so they show me the real person. And here's what I've learned. Dominic, we are all human and we have all got major problems. Right. All of us. You, me, facts. absolutely. Everybody listening. <laughs> right. And the key the key isn't to try to hide the problems. I mean, that's that's one of the things I think people are just realizing that, all right, we're all human. And as much as we like to scream and holler that there's that there are so many differences between people. The truth of the matter is you cut into our skin, you open us up and you look at us on the inside. Dominic, we're all built the same way for the most part. Right. So we're all in this together. We all have our problems. And the key isn't these days to, you know, judge how big is your problem or how many problems does that person have? I think the big thing is realize all of us have problems. And you look at our society these days, you know, we're we're making some goofy decisions out there. There's some really Bad things happening, not to mention we got this dang pandemic we're dealing with. Right. All of us have problems. And the key is, what are we going to do about it? You know, are you going to let those problems define you and become you? or? And this is why I think you're right about this book. I think this book is exactly what we need right now. Right. This book can really change everything for a person. If you can learn to get control of your thoughts and get yourself starting to focus on solutions, I can guarantee an individual, again, this is total science. You can't argue against it. If an individual can learn to shift that RSF thinking, that individual is going to have a measurable, a significant increase in health, happiness, and success. And here's the other part systemically. So if you own a company, if you're on a team, if you have the people in your company or the people on your team start to develop that RSF mindset, kind of create the RSF culture then the team, the organization itself starts to have a significant increase in health, happiness, and success. And and the last thing I'm going to say about that is, look, yeah, you know, if you look at Major League Baseball, there's all kinds of different teams. You look at football, all kinds of different teams. You look at all these different organizations and companies out there. Well, in the end, Dominic, we're all on the same team. Right. We're all part of the human race, and if we can get the human race – developing an rsf culture which again it's the part I want people to understand is everyone can learn this in less than three minutes a day and if you did it three or four days a week no doubt about it you start to retrain the brain but if we can get people if we can get a large group of people starting to think like this our entire world is going to show a significant increase in health, happiness, and success. And I'm all for that one.
0: I hear that. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much uh, for all of that. That's going to wrap up this session of The Startup Life. Once again, we want to thank Jason Selk, the author of Relentless Solution Focus. Once again, that book is there. That link is uh, to purchase that book is there in the show notes for easy access uh, for you to listen to the replay on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jason, for coming on the show, my man.
1: Thanks, Dominic. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. I know you're out there trying to make the world a better place. Keep it up. If I can do anything for you, please let me
0: know. I appreciate that. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, Please give us a five star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life podcast new website. There you will find the all new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.